Hey guys, welcome back to the Faithful Finance Podcast. Thank you for joining me for episode number five. For all of those who are on social media, I recently saw this trend that was happening. It it made sense to to leverage it from a standpoint of finances and just a, a status update for you all. I wanted to use this same topic, how it started versus how it's going to provide you guys just a, a quick update on how things are going for me and then hopefully to just share some insights that are beneficial to each of you as well. Let's jump right into it. The interlude was Drake started from the bottom. That's perfectly fitting for at least where my husband and I started on this journey to financial independence. So I'm I'm not going to go back to the beginning of time, but I would say how it started back in about 2017, 2016, 25-year-olds decided to purchased their first home and then shortly thereafter realized they were going to be expecting their first child. It wasn't until the home buying process that it shined a light on some financial insufficiencies and areas where we were lacking and needed to focus. When we talked with our mortgage lender and realized um, they'd done a credit check and certain other things and we saw the paperwork and again, at at 25, saw that we had a negative net worth. For those of you who have listened to my net worth episode, you know that, and I harped on it, it's not uncommon to have a negative net worth, especially in your early 20s, mid-20s. You likely just finished graduate school or you finished undergrad. So a lot of what's driving your debt is some of your student loans. And then you also probably have financed a lot of your your college lifestyle on credit cards. So again, not uncommon to have a negative net worth, but just seeing that on paper, to me, it was a little bit gut-wrenching. Fast forward a few years where I'd say we got really serious about financial independence and just paying off things Around end of 2018, probably start of 2019, when we were expecting our second child. And so for us, it took some going back to the drawing board to understand like how lifestyle was going to change yet again. I've mentioned childcare before. So those, those of you who have kids, you can probably relate. The, the more children, <laughs> the, the more expensive. So we were expecting to now look at Close to another mortgage just in childcare. So we, we had to tighten up the belt a little. Focus being on consumer debt. How can we pay down some of this consumer debt? Proud to announce that, like as of today, we have made our last credit card payment. So good riddance, discover. We just kind of looked at each other, gave each other a high five, and then said, okay, what's next? Slightly anticlimactic, but... A point of emphasis being that though slow progress is still progress. But allow me to add here that credit cards are 
not the devil. I mean, in a sense, you almost have to have some sort of credit card debt or leverage at some point to build your credit. And so um, it's okay to have credit cards. Just be sure to use them wisely. And so when I say we paid off our credit card debt, I, I'm not necessarily under the school of thought of, okay, as we pay these off, we need to then cut them up and discard them. There are certain instances where it's a benefit to us to leverage the different credit cards. So, for example, you can get cash back rewards or certain points. So if you travel a lot and you get the benefit of getting points for purchases, definitely take advantage of some of those benefits, but just be mindful of not building a balance. So people are gearing up for Christmas. And so if you have a credit card that gives you certain cash back advantages, by all means, use that and take advantage of those points, or the different rewards that you're being offered. But then also take into consideration that you already had X amount of dollars set aside for Christmas. Don't exceed that because you are putting some of this on a credit card. So if you have $500 set aside for Christmas, you decide to use your credit card to take advantage of certain rewards or certain benefits that come along with it. Be sure to apply that amount as soon as your bill is due so that you're not falling back into the habit of building debt. In addition to making steps to paying off some consumer debt, another thing that has since changed since we started is us contributing to 529s for our children. And so each month we contribute a few hundred dollars to a 529 college savings fund for both of our children. And so I know all of the Dave Ramsey enthusiasts who listen are probably like gritting their teeth because I'm not following each of the baby steps in their order. But for us, it seemed to make the most sense for where we are. Though we do have a focus to pay down like other consumer debts and pay off student loans, taking advantage of compounding interest and then just having time on our side, we wanted to contribute to 529s as early as possible for our children. And so essentially what that is, is a fund that is invested in the market. And there are certain tax benefits to that as well. So with a 529, all of the accumulated earnings are on a tax deferred basis, meaning we don't have to report the accumulated interest or earnings that the 529C. So say we, for any given year, contribute $1,000. And at the end of that respective year, the fund has grown to $1,500. That $500 of accumulated interest or accumulated growth is tax deferred. So we we don't have to recognize that as earned income when we're doing our taxes. So we're able to start early, take advantage of having time on our side, and just putting money aside for our children's future education, making a point of emphasis to to do that early and often and to pay as much as we can while still focusing on some of our other financial goals. It will create larger returns for our children's college futures. And then also a tax benefit related to that is that 
all of the future distributions, if it's used on like qualified education costs, it's tax exempt as well. So they, they won't be taxed for taking money out to pay for college. So a little bit different from when you take a distribution out of like your IRA or your retirement funds, there's like a tax penalty related to that. So there, there's certain tax benefits. So we do have those 529s in place. And another additional point is that we've contributed a little extra each month toward the principal on our mortgage. So though a more longer term goal, like we're, we're able to see the principal amount on our mortgage come down. So essentially saving us money and interest over the long run. So if we're paying off our mortgage quicker, then we have less time that we're having to pay interest on the financing for that. Again, so some things that have changed from being those 25-year-olds with our negative net worth. And, and then I guess in relation to how we started versus how it's currently going, um, also pleased to announce that we are no longer those 20-something-year-olds with the negative net worth, but we now get to experience the, the benefits and joys of having a positive net worth. So again, remembering the net worth equation is essentially what you own versus what you owe we transition from a negative net worth to a positive net worth. And so then our emphasis at this point and going forward is that we want to see that net worth continue to grow. And ideally, we want to see it continue to grow exponentially. For me, that's my quick status update, my versus, how it started versus how it's going. But within that, I wanted to use this platform or use this moment, too, to encourage you guys to remember to look back on where you came from. Remember to take a second to realize where you started and where you are. So, again, even if it is slow progress, realize that progress is still progress. So instead of being stagnant and staying where you previously were. So if you look back to say where where was I five years ago, five months ago, five days ago? Ideally, we're at this point, as we grow in our financial stewardship, we're seeing progress, accepting those small victories on the way to your ultimate goals and realizing that though it may at times be small progress, it's still progress. So you tackle these smaller pieces, but now you can start to see like where you can start to see the progress. You can start to appreciate the progress and where you were as opposed to where you are today. And so again, encouraging each of you guys to continue, continue the journey, continue to make baby steps, continue to work on the baby steps in whichever order you deem reasonable or fitting for you. Because again, at the end of the day, this is all about personal finances. And that means it's personal to you and your family. Create a plan that works for you. Relish in the victories and realize that though it may be slow progress at times, it's still progress. So we're not, there's no expectation for perfection. You just want to continue to work toward progression. So pray that was a blessing to you guys. Again, just a quick update from me. And let's continue to just grow and become better stewards of our finances. Until next time, God bless. 